This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we move farther in our adventure in Acts with the seven, Stephen arrested, Abraham, Joseph, and Moses part one. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart 
and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, this your confession, I by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
us pray. Almighty, eternal God, in the word of your apostles and prophets, you have proclaimed to us your saving will. Grant us faith to believe your promises that we may receive eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. A reading from Romans chapter 5. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth and 10th chapters. Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. What are sheep without a shepherd? Answer, easy prey. Sheep are not meant to survive on their own. They are weak and helpless and vulnerable creatures on their own. And so in the absence of the shepherd, the wolf can come, the lion can come and do what they will, leaving the sheep harassed and helpless, or in the Greek, something more like flayed, and laying prostrate on the ground as corpses. That is what the sheep are in the absence of a shepherd. And so our Lord looks out at this vast array of humanity come to him, this great crowd of people with all of their sicknesses and spiritual troubles come to Jesus looking for help. The Lord Jesus looks out on this crowd and this is what he sees. 
sheep without a shepherd, and he has compassion on them. Compassion, it's a great word in the New Testament. It means to be so devastated by the misery of someone else that you have an upset stomach. Compassion is what happens when you get a phone call that your child has been in a car accident. Your stomach turns upside down. Or when you're at the hospital and you see your spouse lying there who's just had a stroke and you realize that you can't eat your lunch or your dinner because you're heartbroken. Compassion is this gut-wrenching pity that resides in the heart of our Lord as he beholds the people of God without a shepherd to lead them and to guide them. And what about you? As you look around at the world today, and as you see and recognize just how dark and fallen the world around us has become, when you hear of the so-called gender transition of minors, or how children are being lied to and told that they're born in the wrong bodies and that they must somehow change their bodies in order to become their true selves. You see, the lions and the wolves are still out there on the prowl, and there are plenty of defenseless sheep just waiting to be slaughtered today, just as it was then, so is it today. And the Lord has compassion on them still. But you know what Jesus doesn't do? As he looks out over the crowds and he sees that they are sheep without a shepherd, Jesus doesn't do what I think we Christians are prone to do, tempted to do, when we behold the darkness of the world around us. That is, Jesus doesn't wring his hands in worry. He doesn't complain or gripe about the sad state of affairs. He doesn't throw up his hands in despair as if the country is going to seed, the world is ending, and we should all just hang up our hats. Jesus doesn't do any of that. Instead, when our Lord has compassion on lost and fallen humanity, he gets busy. He goes out into the world so that his compassion is, you might say, the motivator, the driving force in his life. We could say it as simply as this. Why did the Son of God come down from heaven in the first place? Why did he die on that cross? Why was he willing to go so far for us as to shed his holy, precious blood in order to redeem us from sin and from death? And the answer is his compassion. So that it was the compassion of Jesus that drove him out into the world. What does Jesus see when he looks at the world? Jesus doesn't see the world the way that you and I see the world. We look out at the world and we see a bunch of enemies, people who threaten us, people who make us afraid. Isn't that, after all, what we all are before we come to saving faith in Jesus, the enemies of God, right? That's what St. Paul said in the epistle for today. But Jesus doesn't look out into the world and see a bunch of enemies. Rather, he looks out at the world and sees a harvest. Where I pastor is a congregation way out in the country, and harvest time is a busy time. 
This is the time that you grab your friends and your neighbors and your relatives because you can't have too much help during the harvest. There is no time to waste. So much to do, not enough time to do it. Only a small window of opportunity to get the crops out and pray it doesn't rain. And so at the harvest, there is this urgency. That's how Jesus sees the world. He looks out at the world and he sees opportunity. Opportunity to bring the gospel to people who have never heard it before. Opportunity to bring the word of God to people who are just waiting to hear it. They don't know they're waiting to hear it, but once they hear it, they will believe it. And Jesus is confident of this. He's confident of this, number one, because he knows that the word of God is sufficient to do what it says that it is a powerful word and that it will not return to him void, but that it will accomplish the purpose for which he sends it. And two, because he knows that this is his Father's will. Look, it is not the will of our Father in heaven that any man, woman, or child should perish in his trespasses and sins. But our Father's desire is that all should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And so, in obedience to our Father in heaven and filled with compassion for lost humanity, our Lord goes out. And he sees a harvest waiting in front of him. He sees all these people who have been blasted by the condemnations of the law, who are just ready to be harvested. He sees all these people who have been laid low by the sad and troublesome experiences of their lives and they're just ripe for the picking. He sees all of these shepherdless sheep ready to be led by the Good Shepherd, ready to follow their Savior's voice. And all they need now is a preacher. All they need now is someone to tell them that the kingdom of God has come, that the Christ is here, and hearing it, they will believe it. And so our Lord has his partners, his co-workers, the 12 apostles, to share with him in the work that he himself is doing in the world. And he sends them out with his authority and his promise to be with them and to work through them. And in later generations, he has his pastors. He sends them out with his word and this promise that he who hears you, hears me. And then he gives this command to every disciple. That's you. This is what Jesus commands you to do. He says, pray. Pray earnestly that the Father in heaven would send out laborers into his harvest. Pray that God would raise up pastors and missionaries so that his word might go forth so that people who have never heard the gospel before might hear it and believe it and come to saving faith in Jesus while there is time. And so driven by his compassion for his lost sheep, our Lord Jesus Christ goes into the harvest. And thanks be to God that we have all been shepherded by the Good Shepherd. Thanks be to God that we've all been harvested by that great gardener, the second Adam, Jesus Christ our Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen.
you remember Kelsey Dishinger, the sister of Reverend Gina Marchetti, as she prepares to deliver her baby following a difficult pregnancy. Let us pray for the blessing of the Lord Most High on the Church and for all people throughout the world. That God would teach the Church to be of good courage, to walk by faith and not by sight, to give the faithful a desire for the heavenly dwellings that our Lord Jesus has prepared for us, and to help us always to be ready for Christ's return when he will take us to our eternal home, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That God would give to each nation leaders who uphold justice, foster peace, and provide for those in every need. And that God would continue to bless our land with liberty and freedom so that we might serve him in the ways that he commands. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That God would grant safety and well-being to all children, especially those who live in danger, poverty, and neglect. And that he would sustain all parents, working in them an abiding love for those under their charge. As they rely on them for care and support, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy that God would bring healing and strength to those who are ill, safety to Kelsey as she prepares to deliver her child, and comfort and peace to those who mourn. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord that God would grant faith to all those who approach his altar this day to receive the life-giving body and blood of his Son. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, 
in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
holy body and precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.